COVID shot out here, man. That's well, that's uh, have fun sticking to 5G towers, have fun getting magnetized. Good luck with that, buddy. Yeah, man, I, I, I was picking up some, some coins, I, I saw a US quarter from the states, and it was stuck to me. I couldn't pull it off. I was like, What's going on here? Don't you, you know what, you know what you got to do if you, if you turn around and try to put it on your back, it will actually be repelled by you. Right. So really? it just depends on the side. Right. Because one side is magnetized and the other side is repellent. You know what I mean? Mm. So you just got to stick the quarters on your chest and just shoot them off your back. You sound like you have a lot of experience with it. So <laughs> I got the shot two weeks ago. I got the shot two weeks ago. And interestingly, I haven't seen a quarter in fucking years. You know what I mean? They yeah. won't come near me. So you've just been repelling them, them suckers all over the place. Just, they oh. just shoot across the room. <laughs> I don't I don't have a. Quarters don't get magnetized, do they? I don't think quarters get magnetized. I don't think so. But I, I don't know. It, it, we, we don't have to bring too much rationality to the joke, man. It kind of ruins it. <laughs> yeah, okay. True. All All right. Right. So how are you feeling, man? I, I feel like my girlfriend hired a bunch of gangsters to come into the room in the middle of the night with plywood and beat the living shit out of my spine. That's, <laughs> that's how I feel. Because when I woke up, I was like... But you're sure that she didn't? I, I'm I'm certain she did not. I don't with the current <laughs> lockdown rules. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to do. You better be Very careful when things do. open up again, though, man. I know. I'm keep I'm keeping my eye on her. I'm keeping my eye on her now. I'm like ah, I don't know what you're capable of, but <laughs> you didn't deny it. No, it's hard, man. But you don't have a you don't have a fever now or anything. Uh, so I, I do have the the common symptoms of dizziness. I do have a fever. Sometimes I, I'm not sure if I do or not. Like I, I know for a fact I have a fever. I check my temperature, but sometimes I feel hot. Sometimes I feel cold. So I guess it's you know you're hot and you're cold. You're yes and you're no. You're up and okay. Right. <laughs> All this is to say, people in the studio audience, studio audience, audience, sacrifices were made so that Turner could be here today. So I hope yes. you appreciate this. Yeah. I am. I'm doing what I can. To come and talk to you guys about everyone's favorite rapper, the baby. <laughs> don't don't shake your head. You know you you jammed to the baby. All right. So. I wish I wish I could make my head spin around in a circle like the Exorcist right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know the baby. He's a popular popular guy on this podcast, isn't he? You keep you kept bringing him up. You referenced him in the podcast uh, that we we shot maybe a week and a half ago, and I barely knew who he was. And then this thing came up. And so then I had to do the thing where, like, I actually listened to his music. Hey, let's see what the let's see what the kids are listening to today. I'm like, oh my god, this is garbage. Somebody, somebody should have had the abortion before uh, before <laughs> this guy was allowed to make records. But the kids like it. You know what can I say? Hip hip hop is a young man's game. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll leave that up for a debate whether that's true or not. But he is a very popular dude. Popular enough where he was able to make enough people mad at him to where the baby started losing the bag. So this all started a few weeks ago at Rolling Loud, the Rolling Loud concert. And I'll just go ahead and quickly read these comments. So at the concert, he's on stage with his hype man, hyping him up. And he said, if you didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, and any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases, they'll make you die in two, three weeks. We'll put them lighters up. He continues, ladies, if your kum kum, pussy for those not in the know, smell like water, Put a I like that you on. said pon pon and then went ahead and said pussy anyway. I think that's great. I think, man, the advertisers are going to be all over us pretty soon, man. I swear to God, we're going to get 
sponsored in no time. I didn't say it. He said it. I didn't, like. I'm just repeating okay. what he said. I'm I'm clarifying for those who who don't know the lingo. Put a cell phone like <laughs> put a cell phone light them up. Cell phone fellas, if you ain't sucking <clears throat> a penis, or he said dick, but I'm going to go ahead and say penis in the parking lot. But put you your cell phone light up. Keep it real. Is what he said. And if you watch the video, his, his hype man is in the background, um, you know, hyping him up, saying things like, yeah, real suspect, real suspect. Um, but, did he, but did he put his cell phone up? But did he put his cell phone up? I don't ah, think he put his cell phone up. Now who's suspect? Hype man. That's what we're calling it these days. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to hype him up, hype man? Huh? Ah, yeah. nee. And, and of course, I feel like a lot of this is in response to the Little Nas X video that came out a few weeks ago, Industry Baby, in which Little Nas X has backup dancers um, that are twerking, you know, male dancers that are twerking. Have, there's a shower scene where they're half naked in the jail. So, you know, <laughs> I, I feel like this is a response to that. Now, of course, the baby was not done. Wait, wait, there can, was can we go back for a second? Can we go back for a second? We need, can we pull over? I'm just thinking about the moment. I'm imagining the moment. Like, first of all, like, how would you feel if you're an LGBTQ person, somebody that identifies as, and you're hearing this stuff, how unsafe would you feel at that moment? You know what I'm saying? Because it's because not only is he saying something homophobic, he's asking for the whole audience to co-sign. But even something that hasn't been talk, talked about, I wonder how many women were in the audience like, man, I knew I shouldn't have gone to the gym right before going to this concert. And just like, ah, <laughs> all right, fine. I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> Nobody here has to know. <laughs> Moving on. So he continued after the initial backlash. And this is normally where you know most people would say, all right, you know what? I, I probably should pull back a little bit. Let me you know, send out a half-ass apology. And which you know, a lot of people expected him to, but no, he doubled down, you know, because the baby is a real man. He's a real G. Anybody who done ever been affected, and I want everyone to pay attention to the language used in these posts. Anybody affected with an E, continue. <laughs> anybody who ever been affected by AIDS, HIV, y'all got the right to be upset. What I said was insensitive, even though I have no intentions on offending anybody. So my apology. But the LGBT community, I ain't tripping on y'all. Do you, y'all business is y'all business. He then continues. Can we pull over? Can we pull over? Let's pull over. So I have no intentions on offending anybody. Mm -hmm. Anybody. Mm -hmm. So my apologies. But the LGBT community who do not count, they're not under the umbrella of anybody, right? Because yeah, obviously he didn't intend on offending anybody, but these people who are not people, you know, I ain't tripping, which I ain't tripping is the most non-apology thing. That's three non-apologized words. So anyway. It doesn't seem like an apology. It may explain why people were a little upset with him. But he doesn't stop there. Now, you would think maybe this is enough. You know, maybe he's got some backlash at this point where he has rethought some of the messaging. But nope, he continues. I tell fans to put a cell phone light in the air. Y'all start a million man march. I told you y'all digested that wrong. But I ain't gonna lie, I'm impressed. Now show this same amount of support when a racist cop killed one of our black ass. Get not. <clears throat> yeah, that's deep. That's really deep. Cause that's like, I mean, it's it's classic 
what about ism? You know what I'm saying? Because the two issues don't really have much to do with each other, you know? But it's deep because I sent I sense like a, like a resentment of progress that's been made for LGBTQ people in, mm-hmm. in the last like, you know, 20, 30 years, you know, which is which is another issue that we'll get into. There's sometimes a lot of resentment from black folks. Well, look how much progress has been made in those communities versus, you know, the 400 plus years that, you know, black people have been in the United States and how comparatively in all that time, there hasn't been as much progress. I think there are some reasons for that, which which we'll go into later. Yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of that in just a few minutes. There's a lot to unpack here. Um, he is there. Are, he's saying some things that we have all heard in different avenues and different from over the course of especially over the past 10 years. So, you know, a lot of this is not new. The one of the last things he said after this t- tirade um, and for any brands, networks or artists that like to profit off of black rappers influence on the culture without understanding it or having the patience to deal with what comes with the position we play in our culture. Keep your money next time. Those niggas human too. So that was that was an invitation. That was that was he was basically giving the bag back. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, I don't need I don't need your damn money. You know, <laughs> uh, does not sound yeah. like an apology. It sounds like, hey, yo, listen, if this is what I got to go through, then no, I'm not, I'm not for it. I, I, I'm going to speak my mind and whatever consequences come with that. And that's something else we got to talk about a little bit later. But I'm not done yet with setting the stage. I feel like, you know, the audience needs a little bit more context, right? So shortly after this post storm that the baby was doing to kind of counter the backlash, Dua Lipa, who is a pop artist who did a song with the baby called Levitating or featured him on one of her songs. You know, she came out with her own post. And I'm not going to read what she said, but basically um, she was playing the oblivious friend. Like, oh, I didn't know that this man was like this. That's not the the baby I do. That's not the baby I do. Um, and, 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 you know, she also says, I stand a hundred percent with the LGB, with the LGTBQ community. I always get those letters mixed up. Um, no, no, I, I think she said that. I think she said that wrong. Oh, she did. Oh, it's LGBT. Yeah. LGTB. I think it's LG. It's LGBT. Yeah. She's talking about a damn sandwich. She don't even know what she's talking about. <laughs> she didn't even get the letters in the right order. But she 100% stands with it. <laughs> she stands with sandwiches that have bacon, lettuce, and tomatoes. She don't know anything about queer people. Oh, man. Um, and then she says, we need to come together to fight the stigma of ignorance around HIV and AIDS. And we're going to come back to this post that uh, she put up on Instagram because there's a, I have a lot of issues with this. I have a lot of issues with what she said. I figured for me, she was better off being quiet because this, this poses a lot of issues. A lot of fans came after her like, oh, are you going to remove the song for Spotify? Which, you know, originally mm. she did. But this caused other people to raise eyebrows. For another set of reasons, which we'll get into later. The funny thing is when I looked up the baby, so he got he got a listen from me on Spotify. His top song is the song with uh do a do a do a leapa. That's her name. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. You know what I mean? Are they gonna donate? Is she gonna donate that money to LGBTQ uh you know organizations or something? But also no, you gotta say like, it the way she said it. L- LG, I think LGTBQ, LG to be, to be announced. But I don't know. I don't know if, 
you know, the thing about these collaborations, you know, when you have something like DaBaby and, and I don't know that much about Dua Lipa, but do these people, do we expect these people, are, 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 are we supposed to believe that these people actually know each other? You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give my age away, but, you know, I'm not sitting here thinking that Mariah Carey and Old Dirty Bastard were hanging out drinking 40s and chopping it up. And all of a sudden, Mariah was like, hey, we should make a record together. You know what I'm saying? These yeah. these people are put together by the industry because they want to get a thugged out rapper and they want to get a hot singing person, woman, you know? And so they're very, it's very, uh, it's very contrived. So on the one hand, there's the thing like, how do you not know that your friend is fucking racist? Or how do you not know your friend is homophobic, you know, if you're if you're cool with them like that. But on the other hand, you know, it's possible that they just met in the studio, shot this thing. They might not have even written the song together. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying this to defend her. I'm saying this to assail the music industry, which is, you know, I think a lot of it is. No, I, I, I think that's a good point. Um, it, it's it's when you're they're basically co-workers in a sense. I don't believe they were you know really, truly friends. It's possible they were. But if they were not, I mean, you have to look at this as if you know you were doing a project with your coworker and you found out your coworkers was secretly a pedophile with you know there's certain information about people you work with you may not know until someone does some digging and releases that information to the public i would say the only difference is the baby does have a history um, that is pretty public so you know that's one of the things that we're going to talk about later but let's let's move on into what happened you know, after the Rolling Loud concert, so he, he made those comments, and then he make the post. He make the post that he made on on his Instagram, and then a day later he releases this video, giving what it's supposed to give. In which, in the video, he has an aid sign, in which he then pulls out guns and shoots both of the dudes standing next to him. We like AIDS. I'm on your ass. We on your ass, bitch. We won't go away. Is the lyric in the song. So, hmm. This does. Which, first of all, doesn't rhyme. Let's get let's get down to brass tacks. I don't know what happened to just words and rhyming anymore. Just to get that out of the way. Um, <laughs> You're critiquing his rap skills. <laughs> we like AIDS. I'm on your ass. We on your ass, bitch. We won't go away. I blame I blame Little Wayne for this. But this adds fuel to the fire, does it not? It sure does. It sure does. But it also brings up another point. There's an element to homophobia of homophobia that is like super gay you know what i'm saying it's like we like aids i'm on your ass I'm, we're we on your ass bitch like like remember when remember when mike tyson threatened a reporter by saying that he would fuck him until he loved him it's just so weird it's like i don't know man how i don't know how people say stuff like this with no sense of irony or no sense of of self-awareness that's true in Mike Tyson's defense, though, I, I don't know Mike Tyson to be homophobic. I know him to be crazy, but I don't know him necessarily to be homophobic. So <laughs> I just want to okay. put that out there. Okay. <laughs> All right. So after this, and it was only after I feel like the video dropped that things really start to to go bad for the baby. He started getting dropped from all of these festivals that I had no idea existed. Um, one being the Governor's Ball. Have you been from New York City? Have you ever been to the Governor's Ball? I've never been to the Governor's Ball. I have been to Governor's Island, which is uh, it's between Manhattan and Queens. And you have to take a tram, which is like a cable car, to get there. But, uh, but nobody really goes there unless, unless you live there. And I don't think Governor's, Governor's Ball was not a thing 
the the festival was not a thing when I lived in New York City. Oh, so this yeah. is like this is like a new New York City, new millennium New York City, okay. gentrified New York City kind so of thing. So this isn't Andrew Como's uh, playground at all, correct? Andrew Como, I think. I mean, I think this is. I think this is his era. Like certainly the era of when. He was good, but that's not why they call it the governor's ball. They call it the governor's ball because it's on Governor's Island. All right. No, you didn't catch you didn't catch the joke. <laughs> okay, his I missed playground. it. Anyway. <laughs> his, his playground where he yeah. goes to to, yeah, to, well, to pick up women. Yeah, where, where he goes looking for a girlfriend, apparently. Um, yeah. inside, you guys definitely read that report. Andrew Como is a is a douche. He's a horrible human being. He needs to be he needs to resign immediately. Anyway. ACL festival. I think his pierced done. nipples are hilarious. I think I think it's hilarious that you like he'll be wearing a t-shirt and you can see the the hoop things around his around his nipples. Like nothing says like I'm not who you think I am than actually seeing somebody than, than a governor with the pierced nipples. I'm not shaming like body piercing. It's great, but you know it, it's obviously there's a lot more to that dude than what meets the eye. Are we talking about Como here? We're talking about Como. He has a Andrew Como. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did it's not pierce nipples. Oh, yeah. Oh, that that adds a whole nother, another level to <laughs> Done it though. Done it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So back to the baby. Here are a number of festivals he was dropped from. The Austin City Limits Music Festival dropped him. The Midtown uh, Festival also dropped him, as you can see. You still have certain people on the list here, uh, but the baby is no longer there. Uh, Day in Vegas Festival also dropped him. Of course, they. They kept on such artists as Little Baby, but they dropped the baby and replaced him with Roddy Rich. And of course, only after all these festivals dropped him, which again, he's estimated to make between a hundred to three hundred thousand dollars per festival. So this these festivals were a lot of money. Only after these festivals dropped him did he decide or did his PR team decide to put up a, a more professional apology. And as you can tell, I'm going to read it, but as you can tell, the, the words and the grammar structure is a little different than those previous posts. Social media moves so fast that people want to demolish you before you even have the opportunity to grow, educate, and learn from your mistakes. As a man who has had to make his own way from very difficult circumstances, having people I know publicly working against me, knowing that what I needed was education on these topics and guidance, has been challenging. I try to keep a straight face. I appreciate the many people who no to me with kindness, who reach out to me privately to offer wisdom, education, and resources. That's what I needed, and it is was and it was received. I want to apologize to the LGBTQ plus community. He got it right for the hurtful and triggering comments I made. Again, I apologize for my misinformed comments by HIV/AIDS. And I know education on this court. Love to all. Bless the baby. Wow. You know what? I was really sleeping on the baby's grammar skills because, you know, when it was time to pull it out, this guy really, he got educated on us. I love the, the Jekyll and Hyde-ness of these apologies. You know what I mean? It's like the Hulk went to sleep and Bruce Banner woke up and just like, oh, my God, I better apologize for destroying all these buildings and punching Thor in the face and all that stuff, man. You know, it's just wild, like that we're supposed to believe this is this is coming from the same person because essentially it reads like a hostage letter. You know what I'm saying? Like he's been, he, you know, the terrorists, the guy, they got guns to his head, you know, 
social media moves so fast that people, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's so funny, the level of insincerity yeah. and, and how, yeah, that's all. And apparently this confessional apology wasn't enough uh, to stop the bag from being removed from the baby. And thus, he went ahead and uh, deleted that apology, had it removed from his Instagram <laughs> just yesterday. So, um, <laughs> which is like, you know, like you, you like this guy, guy does some, you know, and his girlfriend or his wife breaks up with him and leaves him. And he's like, baby, I'm so sorry. You know, I was wrong and I apologize. And I, I, it was wrong to me. It was wrong to you. And, you know, this deep sincere apology and then she leaves and he's like well fuck you then bitch right <laughs> this is exactly what that feels like yes i wasn't sorry anyway you know incentives are a powerful motivator and mm. the incentive of losing money is what made him gather some people and create a more professional apology but when that money was already gone he no longer had the incentive to to leave that apology up so he might have done better. He might have done better if he hired ghostwriters that could write in his voice. I think I mean, I'm not, I know it sounds like I'm being funny, but I'm being totally serious. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that it sounded nothing like him. These ghostwriters, you write in these apology letters, you got to do better, you know, in terms yeah. of making it sound like the actual person, because he might have been able to at least people could suspend the disbelief, you know, and say, OK, you know what? Maybe he's trying to better himself. Maybe. This is like a growth spurt that we're watching before our eyes. You know what I mean? But it was just it was completely unbelievable, you know, and so he deleted it because because it wasn't him. He deleted it because he didn't want to be accused of plagiarism, you know, because it ain't his writing. Well, he probably most likely deleted it because that's not truly how he feels. He's not very apologetic. Right. He's, he's right. sorry he's losing money, but he's not necessarily sorry uh, about what he said. And my whole standpoint on this entire issue. And this is where we get to go into the nitty gritty of how we, we feel about these things. You know, all this taught me is that council culture does not exist. There is no such thing. And, and I'll, I'll give everyone a few examples, but people do need to understand that these organizers behind these festivals, they had a lot more to lose by having the baby on than they had to gain. And so therefore, from their standpoint, this was purely a, a, a risk cost benefit analysis. Right. Like drop this dude, replace him with a, a rapper of equal uh, popularity and booyah, you can continue making your money. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about, because, oh, this is Lollapalooza in Chicago during the pandemic. That is gross. That's nasty. There is very little social distancing going on here. Apparently, a report said that, you know, around 90 percent of the participants were vaccinated. But again, and, and this is. Another tidbit we'll talk about another time and another topic. Just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean you can't get the virus. Just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean you can't spread the virus. I feel like people, the CDC has not done a very good job in, in letting people know that, which is why you have a lot of vaccine hesitancy. You have a lot of people saying, well, what's the point of getting it if you know, I can still get it and spread it? The, the issue is getting the vaccine makes the symptoms of the virus less severe, but that, that will leave that for another topic. The point is you, you can't be about peace and unity if you're having a full on festival during a pandemic, a pandemic that has killed over 600,000 Americans. There, there are no, there's no social distancing protocols here. There's no way to actually tell that everyone here is vaccinated. And it just, is this the time to even be doing these types of things? I don't even understand how they came up with that 
90% of the people at the concert were vaccinated. How would they, how would they even, how would they even come up with that number? That's just confusing to me. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious about that I, um, like, because they told you they were vaccinated. Well, apparently they had the, their cards proven they were vaccinated, but we also okay. have seen reports of, of a rise in fake vaccination cards. So it, again, like it's, how do you know for sure? And at this point we know, we knew before this festival was happening that getting the vaccine doesn't mean you can't get the virus. The, the vac- yeah. Getting the vaccine is more about protection. It have building your immune system up to have better defenses against the virus. Not to bog this down with, with the detail, but so if they're showing cards to say that they're vaccinated and 90% of the people were vaccinated, that means that 10% of the people didn't have cards and were let in anyway. Why are they even asking for the cards? It's like, okay, you have a card, you have a card, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You don't have a card, go ahead. I don't, like, I don't understand, like, what's happening. To be fair, the organizers said that you had to have a vaccine card or, or a negative test, right? And I'm assuming that negative test was within a few days. But again, you can test, neg- I, could, I can test negative two days ago and be positive today. So <laughs> unless they're testing people on site, and they're getting immediate results, it, it, it's really hard. It's better to not have this until we, we get the virus under control. But again, mm. one of my reasons why I keep telling people, council culture is not a thing. It's, it, it's all about people protecting the bag, right? And this mm. is what was, the, what was more important than people's safety. And on the other side of this, and this is where we get to go back to Dua Lipa, not knowing you know, who this guy was. This is a video from March of him slapping a female, not slapping, punching a female fan or allegedly shining her phone's flashlight in his face as he was walking through the pathway. This is abuse. The fact that he was not counseled for this signifies to me that if there is a counsel culture, obviously women aren't that important to it, or at least Black women aren't. Because it, this, like, to me, I, this has all of the, the bells and whistles of, of a nice little cancellation. It's all wrapped there in package. You have video evidence. You have a half-assed video apology that he gave. And in addition to that, you have him partnering with and even bringing out secretly on stage Tory Lanez, the rapper who was accused of shooting Meg the Stallion in the foot last year. Even though this, this, this relationship portrays the friendship he supposedly had but the baby supposedly had with Magnus. So I, I'm just, I'm seeing a, a long list of things <laughs> that, that, that proves that, you know, perhaps this cancellation should have happened some time ago if, if cancellations exist. But again, again, it does not, right? It depends. You know, this, this bringing of, of uh, Tory Lanez on stage is very much like, you know, it was like a defiant, like, guess who, you know, yeah, he shot Megan the Stallion in, in, in the foot. Right. But yeah, I'm bringing him on stage anyway. You know what I mean? So there's this and it it kind of makes me think of the overlap between homophobia and misogyny, you know, because because some people that are homophobic have more of a problem with two men that are gay, with men that are gay. They have more of a problem with that than women being gay. So I think there's a certain element of homophobia that is just thinking that femininity in and of itself is what is bad or what is weak or what is offensive. Like a man being feminine is not acceptable. A woman being masculine 
all right, that's like that's like Vasquez from Aliens. She's badass. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's not seen as being, you know, so it's not as vilified, you know. So I think there is there is an overlap there between homophobia and misogyny. And, you know, look at these guys. He's like, yeah, somebody shot her in the foot. I'm bringing him on stage. Yeah. I, again, this is we have video of the baby punching a woman in the face. And then we, we have accusations. Tory Lanez shooting Meg the Stallion. I, and, and, and yet, like, nothing. Like, there's, I mean, there's some rumblings of this online, but it's not getting the same type of coverage that the baby comments that Rolling Wild got. And he's not getting the same type of, he's not receiving the same type of consequences either, right? Now, I do want to touch on, you brought up something, uh, and I want to touch on that, because, again, I like to remind people, cancel culture is not real. It is the people in business making decisions that they think will maximize their profits. That's all it is. That's all it's about. DJ Academics, who I'm not sure is an actual DJ or not, uh, JK, maybe you can <laughs> give me some insight on this later. Um, but he's, he put up a few tweets that I 100% agree with. And I, I Wait, think this is, this is Jerry Mouse, right? Yeah, uh, well, he, he's been known by many names. <laughs> <laughs> I only know him because Erica Badu did an entire interview with him for like 20 minutes and just kept staring at him like she was trying to figure out who he was. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, she was like, oh, I know who you are. You're that mouse from Tom and Jerry. It was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he took that with stride. I mean, it's Erica Badu. What can you- and he is a mouse. He just get, you know, she just yeah. stick his cat on him. We'll stick his cat on him. <laughs> but there, there's so many ways that that joke could go. Anyway, uh, so he, he, he talks about, I'll just read this. These companies got to choose whether they are prioritizing the art or morality because they all seem like hypocrites when they try to get on a high horse counseling artists. Hip hop is a genre filled with imperfect individuals telling stories. Why even fuck with it if you want saints? It's just weird how festivals are putting out these elaborate statements about how they care about humanity. And because of that, can't have the baby on their show for he said, yet 90% of the artists they book, music is about drugs and murder, and it's totally fine to them. Not to mention the fact, again, there's evidence of the baby punching a woman in the face. So mm. there, there's two main issues I see with this whole story. One, um, council culture. We, we need to go ahead and look at council culture, examine our, what we consider to be council culture and redefine it because it is not council culture. You have people who get angry on Twitter and Instagram and other social media platforms and react to things artists say or do. And then you have businesses that look at that outrage and say, hmm, is that outrage going to impact our bottom line? If yes, counsel. If no, ignore. Right? And that's all it is. Elton John came out uh, and made statements about what the baby said. You know, I I don't remember him coming out about the video of the baby punching that woman in the face. You know, neither did Dua Lipa, neither did anyone else. No one came up and talked about domestic violence, talked about violence against women. None of those conversations came up from celebrities. And that's because... The baby didn't offend the right people. And if you offend the right people who have enough backing and political clout, you get the certain amounts of backlash. That's all this is. Yeah, I think there is something to be said for, you know, that they don't go as hard for these guys, the rappers, when they're talking about violence and, and murder and, and actually committing acts of violence against other Black people. I think there's something to be said for that, you know? Yeah. Um so I don't know if that speaks to, you know, the cancel culture exists or not, but 
it is interesting to see when people decide to be outraged. You know, Tory Lanez had to not just shoot a woman. He had to shoot a famous, like the one of the more prominent black women in hip hop in order to even, you know, suffer any consequences. I wonder if it would have been if she was just a regular ass chick or his girlfriend. Uh, what the so so I think it is interesting to see when these people actually do get uh, a pushback, you know, uh, against their words and action. But that said, you know, as far as the, you know, the companies or or even the artists, you know, if you own a company, if you own a, if you own a, a Kinko's and one of your employees says something homophobic to, to a customer, you know, or, or, or punches somebody in the Kinko's, then, you know, there's no reason why you should have to double down on that. There's no, there's no reason why you should be forced to work with that person. As well, the artist said, if, if, if Macklemore, all of a sudden it came out that he went on a racist tirade and they caught it on video and he was supposed to do a hip hop festival, I think it would be understandable if the other artists wouldn't feel comfortable or if the people who were putting on the festival didn't feel comfortable having him on there because they're kind of, you know, they're kind of co-signing on it. And there's, there's no reason why everybody should be held hostage and have to co-sign on stuff like this. But I think when, when you have companies and you have these other artists that come out and talk about these points, you know, of course you're going to have the what about ism argument that pops up. And I, I don't like what about ism, but yeah. what I, what, what, the point I'm trying to make is simply that council culture is not a thing. If you don't offend someone who has a connection to how you make your money, then you're not going to receive any consequences for it. Like if, if mm. baby said something about Trump supporters, you know, you know, said he wanted to kill Trump supporters or something like that, no one would care because there's not enough overlap of those people and his fan base where he yeah. would receive an adequate backlash that would affect his bottom line or affect the bottom line of those that want to employ his his musical talents. But on the flip side of this, you, the baby does have a lot of black fans who are also gay. And, and a lot of black people tend to forget this. Like there are, like there, the, the reason why the LGBT community has such a, a dominant force within the entertainment industry is because there are a lot of different people who are LGBT. There's a lot of intersectionality here, right? You have black people who are in that community. You have black people who cry out very often about how they are discriminated by their own kind, whether it's mm. the racism they experience within the LGBT community or the discrimination and homophobia they experience from the black community. So you hate it mm. in both fronts. Right. Must be hard to be to be black and gay because you know you must have to choose which one you're going to fight for. You know, at any at any given time. You know, um, you did bring up an interesting point, and it made me think about about the people that you offend, and it made me wonder if Colin Kaepernick had been a basketball player and taken a knee. You know, it's like a majority black, maybe not fanship, although there's a lot of black folks. You know what I mean? But definitely on the you know on the court as opposed to a football player, because hardly any of the people that complain about cancel culture, you know, as we know it, at least at least on the right, were upset when Colin Kaepernick got effectively canceled. You know what I mean? It was a different conversation. So yeah, it, it's I, I, I had never thought of it that way before, which is that it depends on on who you're 
you're offending. Because if he had been a basketball player, it'd have been like, yeah, okay, that's you know that that tracks. You know what I mean, yeah. Although there was a basketball player who did kneel in the '90s, who who did basically like he lost his uh, lost his his standing in life. Um, but again, that was the '90s, and, and we live in the the 2000s now. But yeah, that that is a big component. Now, a lot of people say that perhaps if people came um, from a place of, of love and, and education and wanting to start a dialogue with the baby, that perhaps this situation could have been handled better. Um, and you know, Miley Cyrus was, was one of those people to come out. How do you start a dialogue with the baby? Goo goo gaga? I mean, come on. No, I'm just <laughs> Well, she, Miley Cyrus was one funny of those people that, that came out and you know basically talked about you know how we, we need to start a dialogue, you know, we need to have communication, a place for education. And I, I to a certain point, I, I agree with that. But at the same time, there's this perception, especially in America for some reason, um, that freedom of speech means that you can say whatever you want and nothing bad will happen to you. And that doesn't make sense, nor is that what freedom of speech means. Freedom of speech is the ability for you to express yourself and not fear government retribution, like the government finding you or putting you in jail for expressing yourself with the words that you want to use. Now, however, your job can fire you. People can cancel their tickets for your concerts or for your events. You can't control how people react to what you say. But you can control what you say. And no one, no one sat down the baby and asked for his opinions on dude sucking dick in the parking lot. No one asked how he felt about these things. He freely mm. gave this information out. He freely put AIDS in that video. So, I mean, of course, consequences come with that. I mean, freedom of speech, like you said, it doesn't, it doesn't ensure freedom from consequences. But also, if you say something, you know, a lot of people react you know, you have these conversations on social media. Somebody says something that's maybe racist or homophobic or misogynist. And then you say something about it and they go, oh, look at you. Like, you know, snowflake reacting. I have no freedom of speech anymore. But me being able to say something about what you said and telling you that it's problematic is me exercising my freedom of speech. And so, and everybody's got that. Everyone has that freedom. And again, yes, it just means that you won't be dragged to jail. And there are countries where that doesn't exist. There are places where you live where you cannot just say anything you want about the government. I live in one right now. So I think that Americans really take that for granted, you know, be, being able to, to say what you want free of, of actual jail as being consequent, you know, or even maybe being killed, you know? We take it for granted and we abuse it. The other yeah. side of this is, again, like Meg Thee Stallion, talked about earlier that you know in the clip I showed, there's a lot of homophobia within hip hop. Um, there's a lot of homophobia within the black community. And in some ways, especially you know, looking back on, on my past or my upbringing, I do honestly feel that it's more acceptable to express homophobic statements and feelings within the black community than it is to express, and I'm talking about outwardly, out to, to mm -hmm. the people who would be offended by these comments, and it is to express racism mm -hmm. in, in, in many in, in many effects. And I, and I feel like we haven't done our due diligence and being more introspective and in, in understanding how evils of racism that we have felt, we're internalizing that and, and spreading those evils and inflicting those evils on to our brothers and sisters. 
who are in the LGBTQ community. And it, it, it's just a path, it's just a cycle of self-destruction. We're hurting, we hurt, hurt, hurt people hurting other hurt people. And it just, we gotta stop that. <clears throat> and yeah, I agree. Otherwise, otherwise we're doing, I mean, we're doing the same thing. And a lot of the arguments that you see, you know, for people who, who are, you know, doubling down on homophobia, you know, if you were to just change the, the identity of the people they're talking about, it's a lot, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of homophobic black dudes sound like a lot of racist white dudes, you know what I mean? Or women saying a lot of the same things, falling into a lot of the same patterns, you know? So I think, yeah, we could stand to have uh, a lot more introspection about that. And, you know, both DJ Academics and baby said that, oh, well, these people are profiting from, from this culture without understanding this culture. I think we have to start looking at, you know, does homophobia have to be a feature, an integral part of the culture? And I think that's just something that's going to start changing in the next, you know, in the coming years. I'm glad you brought that up because that's a point that... But Kanye West brought up back in 2005, Kanye West had an interview um, where he talked about homophobia and hip hop. He talked about his upbringing. Uh, and this is the clip if you guys want to go see it. I'm obviously not going to play it because, you know, copyright. But it's a really good interview. And he talks about his personal experiences with it. He talked about his, you know, him encountering homophobia and, and him basically, you know, finding out that one of his cousins is gay and, and you know, how he, he felt like the discrimination that he felt as a Black person, you know, then putting that discrimi discrimination on his cousin, you know, for being gay. Uh, he talked about it in, in hip-hop, how it's it's cool to be homophobic in hip-hop and how that needs to change. Now, this was back in 2005, um, and mm. there has been progress made in hip-hop. But the, the, the bottom line is basically, guys... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you know, it's just if you don't like something, you don't always have to express it. Like, it, you know, I, I, I personally think um, that a lot of Marvel movies are straight trash, but that, I don't go into Marvel columns and or Marvel groups with, where I know there's going to be fans and then start and instigate a fight for no reason. It's like for me, it's not for me, so I don't spend my money on it. But, you know, if, you can like it if you want. But the other thing we have to unfollow. <laughs> hey listen I, I i'm i have a freedom to express my dislike for a lot of these marvel films and you guys have a freedom to, to listen but please like and subscribe but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a marvel fan so don't unfollow us because of me okay we see where this is coming from you know yeah, so you, want, you want them to write in the comments why they're unfollowing yeah, it's all because of turner and his anti-marvel sentiments you're going to have to apologize. Like, no, I liked Black Panther a lot. Some of my best friends liked Black Panther. Um, <laughs> but uh, just on a, on a more serious note, I think it also is up to each individual to realize, you know, especially men, because so much of homophobia is fear of people thinking that you're gay because you're okay with other people being gay. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, whew, if I don't see something about this, if I don't say something about this, people are going to think I'm gay. You know what I mean? So it's like this very... You know, it, it comes from a real place of a fragile masculinity. So, fellas, unclench your butt cheeks. It's OK, you know, for other people to be gay and it's OK for you to be OK with it. In fact, it's a sign of, of just being secure with yourself, you know, so. And I think the other side to this, we'll, we'll go ahead and, and, and wrap it up now. But I think the other side to this and, and we don't talk about this a lot 
is the amount of sexual assault that black men experience in the prison system and how a lot of that is usually made for jokes and people make fun of that. But we're talking about rape. We're talking about men experiencing violent rape and the trauma that comes along with that. And I feel like that's a conversation that needs to be had. And we're not having it because again, it's, it's being gay is still a very taboo uh, subject matter to, to talk about, still controversial, but we can't even have those types of conversations. We can't have conversations in, in which people who were gay, you know, were, were assaulted, you know, growing up because, you know, of the belief that, oh, this person is gay. So you, you have people who have a lot of trauma within our community, and it, it would do us a lot of good to have these open and frank conversations so we can move past it, because there's a lot of other things we should be focused on. All right. Well, yeah, like these vaccines. Don't do it, people. No, <laughs> Please get, get vaccinated, people. And if you don't get too vaccinated, late, you, you do within this guy, it's too late for me. I'm, I'm already gone, guys. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm I'm halfway. The reason I'm sitting like this because I'm like sitting halfway off the chair. I'm leaning against the wall, like trying to push my prop myself up. Because <laughs> there's metal in the walls. He's being magnetized to the wall, people. Don't do it. <laughs> you're gonna get you're gonna get us. Uh, uh, knocked off of YouTube. A lot of hits going to get us a lot of yeah, negative, <laughs> negative engagement is still engagement. Don't forget. Don't forget to join K- JK's um, Vaccine is for Sinners podcast. <laughs> he also That's has a Facebook true. group. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening in. Uh, let us know what you think in the bottom in the comments. Uh, one of us will read them. We won't tell you who. <laughs> But have a good day. (laughs) Any last word for the folks, JK? That's it, man. That's it. Stay up. Be safe. Don't be an (laughs) asshole. All right. Peace. All right. Later.